welcome to My Life a Nightmare, uh, hosted by me, Will. Um, I won't give any last names out just yet, possibly in the future, but uh, not needed at the moment. So basically what this podcast is going to be is an account of random events, mostly funny, um, that's happened to me so far in my life. I'll give you a bit of background on me first. So I'm 28 years old, I live in the UK. Um, in a quiet area down south. Um, I work for a very big company. Um, oh, again, I won't give out what company. However, I've been working in various sales jobs in the last six, seven years, eight years. Um, and I've gone from something like that to something now completely different. I'll give you an example. It's like me working for... Uh, Asda and then working for NASA so bit of a jump um, but this podcast anyway is going to be a very random um, sort of episode by episode about just random things that's happened to me so far and we're going to have a guest as well at some point um, always uh, nice to hear other people's funny mishaps as well but we're going to start off with something that everyone seems to find hilarious at the time I didn't find it very funny myself but you know when it's happening to you um, so this first episode is all about first dates so I will give you a bit of background first so I um, used to live with my father and uh, we lived in a, a two-bedroom flat in the center of town and back in the day, this is going back 10 years ago, I did a lot of online dating. So that's basically where I was at the time. Um, so I'll start the story with that I was on Facebook one day of all places. Obviously being on all these other dating sites such as, uh, I won't say the names again, but these dating sites, these apps for phones, etc, etc. But I was on Facebook one day and all of a sudden somebody appeared on my Facebook sort of suggestions with the same surname as me and someone who lived in the same area as well so I was like okay that's uh, that's quite random so maybe I know them, maybe they're a distant cousin I was like okay I'll give give them a, a message and see if I know them or any connection so um, and being also on my suggested friends I thought oh there might be you know, other people and I don't think they had anyone in common with me on Facebook but certainly was suggested so it was very bizarre so I had this person we call her Liz so I message Liz and say hi there um, I'm Will do I know you any relation ha 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 surname same blah 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 she replies saying no no connection that I know of etc etc just same surname so we got to talking and um no, I'm looking at her Facebook profile, look at her pictures, and she, she looks quite nice. She looks fairly normal. So I was like, excellent. Okay, so we, we talked for a couple of days, and eventually I said, well, you know, how about we meet up, go for a drink? What would you like to do? I mentioned there was a, a pool hall down the road from, well, in the middle of town, close to where I lived. And, um, you know, she said, you know, she loves playing pool and she loves music and all that. So I was like, excellent. We're... You know, we're going to do that together. Maybe go for a couple of drinks first. So that's fine. So, the day of the big date comes after uh, a few days of talking, and um, I remember it distinctly because there was a league game with um, my team Liverpool playing. 
So, it gets to about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and the football's on. And I'd arranged to meet her at 8 o'clock. And I said, look, you, you live about 10 minute drive from me, so what I'll do is I'll pick you up in the car, bring you back to where I live or, or the area, park, and then we can walk into town, which is literally two minute walk. So she said, yeah, it's fine, 8 o'clock is fine. So, 10 to 8 comes, and I've walked to the car, I'm in the car, put the football on the radio, just about to leave, and I thought, oh, I better message her just to say, you know, oh, I'm on my way. So, send her a message saying, hi, just let you know I'm going to be 10 minutes, just leaving now. So she replied saying, oh, I'm really sorry, um, you know, I I've overrun, I'm not quite ready, can you give me half an hour extra? So I said, that's fine, it's half eight, so... At the time, say the football was on, so I sat in the car with the radio and thought, oh, well, there's no point in me going back into the flat now, I might as well just listen to the football for a bit, have a cigarette, and then head over there. So, 20 minutes passed, and I thought, right, I'm going to leave now. 10 minute drive, fine. So I just messaged her saying, right, I'm going to leave now. Uh, hope you're ready, lol. She replies back, almost straight away, saying, oh no, I'm really, really sorry, I'm still not ready. Uh, can we make it 9 o'clock? So... Okay, that's fine, not a problem. Um, listen to the rest of the football, that's that's fine, I'll be able to hear the, the end of the second half. So um so that finishes. Um and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna leave but I'm better messenger just to make sure because I had an inkling at this point. That goes on until ten o'clock. So it's it's ten o'clock before this girl is ready. So I was a bit annoyed because half the evening, this was a Friday night as well, so half the evening is gone. You know, that's that's half gone. But either way, I thought, right, well, you know, it's a first date. Fine, she's been delayed. She's not got the right clothes ready. She needs to do her hair. Fine, absolutely fine. Not a problem at all. So, arranged to meet her at the end of the street she lives in. So, obviously, she didn't want to give me a dress. She doesn't know me. So, I was like, fine, I'll, I'll meet you at the end of the street. And um, I know exactly where... In the street that she wants me to meet her was because it was you know ten minutes drive, so pull up at the end of the street and it's um and this is November time possibly, possibly September, or maybe even February. Basically, it was foggy. Okay, so you know it it was one of these cold misty nights. It was quite foggy. It wasn't really dense. You couldn't see, but it you know if you looked down a long road, you couldn't see the end of it because of the fog. So this is what this night was like. So I pulled up. And um, parked in the road, got out of the car, and uh, sort of went around to the front of the car with, with a cigarette, and um, was finishing that, and sort of leaned against the car, and thought, okay, I'll, I'll wait for her here, and uh, she'll walk down the road and see me, etc. So a few minutes pass, and having the cigarette, put the cigarette out, and all of a sudden, as if, as if from a film like I don't know, The Exorcist, out of this fog, right, comes this shape. Now, <laughs> I'm not trying to be um, body fascist or anything like that, but you know when someone posts a picture online themselves, and actually not not just one picture, a few pictures, and you get an idea in your mind about what they look like and what to expect. Well, th this this girl wasn't anything like her pictures. In fact, I'm still to this day not sure it was the same person. Um, to be fair, actually, there was some facial similarities. However, that's where it ended. However, I, I'm not one to judge or, or you know, um, I, I'm quite open and quite, you know, happy to see beyond 
physical appearance and everything so that's fine so so okay so I, I don't know if this is her or not because she's approaching the car at this point but I thought okay well we'll see what happens she gets within 10 feet of me and bearing in mind I had never spoken to this girl at all never talked to her on the phone only message she, she comes up to the car and she goes hello Will and I was like oh Jesus I was like ah oh, hi uh, Liz and she's like yeah and I was like oh hi you're right and she goes oh, sorry I'm a bit late and all this and I was like, that's fine it's fine get in the car and we'll get going so she gets in the car and we start driving back to my place I had the, the radio on quietly in the background you know nothing nothing too loud or anything so she gets um, we're in the car driving back sorry and she doesn't say a word so I was like okay bless her she's a bit shy and nervous fine absolutely <laughs> and um, we, we sort of pull up down my road where I'm going to park obviously for the night and I say right we're here let's um, park and walk into town so we get out start walking into town on the way into town which is say only a, a couple of minute walk um, she, she doesn't say anything I mean I I sort of say to her you know oh so we're going to play pool but first you want to go for a drink at this cocktail bar which is a nice cocktail bar um, not too expensive you know does these deals on a Friday night two for one all this so I, she says yeah okay so we get to this cocktail bar eventually and she hasn't said hardly anything to me so we're standing at the bar and we're looking at the menu and I say oh and I've been in there before so I, I sort of have a go to cocktail that they used to serve in there which is basically um, whiskey um, not Jane Daniels whiskey and um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now so it's a uh, hmm the, the cocktail is called a Ferrari Jack um, it begins with a D the other spirit anyway and that and coke so basically I, I knew what I was ordering so I said well I'm going to have that what would you like and she spends sort of five minutes looking at this menu and then decides on one eventually so I say okay well, look there's a seat there why don't you go and sit down and I'll bring them over to you and she goes okay so she goes and sits down I was saying at the bar I get these cocktails pay for them go and take them to the table sit down with her and this table's one of these two person tables so it's quite small um, you know there's a seat either side, a little bar will be either side and it's quite you know quite close but it's not overly you know I'm not sat on her um, but you know a good distance and able to have a relaxing chat which I thought I was going to be doing so we sat there and give her a cocktail and put it on the table and she sort of looks up and doesn't say anything and looks down she's got a phone in her hand so she's playing on the phone, and I sit down, and I sort of you know, get comfortable, as she do, give it a couple of seconds. And she's looking at her phone. I was like, anyway, so, um, you know, what, uh, you, you told me you like music, but what sort of music are you into? And she sort of looks up, and she goes, um, anything really. And then looks back down at her phone. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, well, I like, you know, um, my 60s, 70s music, you know, Beatles, Who, um, Floyd, uh, then I like some more modern music as well. Um, like bands like Thrice, brand new American bands that probably none of you have heard of. And um, and she, she she doesn't say anything, so I thought, right, have a few sips of my drink, have a few sips, put it back on the table. She's she's not touched hers at all yet by this point. It's been sort of five, six minutes into sitting down, and um, I then say, okay, so 
what kind of like films, movies you into? You said you like cinema and stuff, and like, I'm personally a massive like Woody Allen fan, and you know I love older classic movies, um, things with like Rex Harrison in, Doris Day, Gene Tierney, you know, Hitchcock films, all that kind of stuff I'm into. But what what about you? You know what what kind of things do you like? Again, she looks up and she goes, anything really, and I was like, okay, good anything in particular and she goes no and then looks back down at her phone again so at this point I'm a man in a bar with a date who's very well who's not communicating hardly at all and this is a Friday night so it's a very busy bar and that that doesn't bother me the fact that there's other people sat around us and sees this horrendous thing emerging you know from this date so I'm thinking, right, well, I'm going to finish my drink and I'm going to go and get another one. And at this point, she has had a sip of her drink. Um, but anyway, so give it a few minutes, finish the drink. And she's literally on her phone, sat there on her phone. And I, I find that quite rude. I, I, You know, especially on a first date, surely you're there to meet the person. And, and especially if it's a blind date, which this this was, you know, you're there to get to know them a bit and, you know, chat and all the rest of it. So, um, I finished my drink, and the bar's got a lot busier, and the bar is quite crowded, but I say, you know, oh, would you like another drink, you know, what, what would you like to do? With that, without me finishing the sentence, she's picked up this drink, with this cocktail, downed it in one, and gone, yes please, I'll have the same again. So, right, okay, absolutely fine. So... I get up, go to the bar, which is crowded. So I'm standing there for quite a while waiting for these drinks. So I thought in the meantime, our, um, so me and my parents are quite close. Um, I live, say, lived with my dad, um, but I'm quite close to my mum as well. And, and I'd spoken to my mum earlier on that day and said, you know, she said, oh, what are you up to this evening? I said, oh, not a lot. I'm going to go on a blind date, see what that's like. And then, you know, uh, depends how that goes, depends what I do afterwards. Obviously, I expected you know, to be out at 8 o'clock, not 10 o'clock. But anyway, so I get to the bar and I message my mum saying, this blind day is hard work. I say, you know, I can't I can't speak to her. I'm trying to talk to her and she's just not engaging at all. She's just on her phone. So my mum messages straight back and she says, oh no, do you want me to call you and like an escape call and say, oh, you know, you're needed elsewhere you know, something like that, and I was like, no, that's fine, you know, it's Friday night, I'm out in the middle of town, I have a few drinks, either way, it's fine, um, just see how the evening goes, I'm sure it'll get better, so I, I thought, you know, maybe after a few drinks, she'll develop a bit of a personality, and be a bit more, you know, warmer, and that, well, she wasn't, okay, so basically, I take, get these drinks, obviously say to my mum, no, don't worry about that, see how it goes, go back to the table, give her a drink she's still on this bloody phone and she's she's glued to it and, and you know, from what I can see it's, it's nothing exciting she's scrolling through Facebook or something or emails or whatever, so it is really like I don't know, I thought at this point oh, maybe she just, I'm not what she expected very rich, I know, but maybe I'm not what she expected so 
I'm sipping my drink and I'm trying my best to talk to her. And she's not having any of it. She doesn't say a word. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm like sipping my drink. It's quite a busy bar, crowded, very busy, but we got to. It's fine. All of a sudden, she slowly looks up from her phone, looks me dead in the eye, and she goes, "Would you like to come to my cat's birthday party?" I didn't know what to say. I was dumbstruck. Literally, this girl who had not said more than two words to me the whole night has just invited me to her cat's birthday party. I'll just let that sit there for a sec. Her cat's birthday party. Now, I know some people are, you know, they love their pets, and I had a cat myself. And I absolutely loved my cat. Um, she had to move away because I moved. And long story short, she's fine. She's happy somewhere else and it's fine. However, I didn't mark her birthday. And I know some people do, but I don't understand why. Um, but that's her journey. That's absolutely fine. So, she says this to me. And I say, in the politest way possible, Oh, oh well, when is it? I might be might be busy. I'm not sure. And she goes quicker than me, it's this Monday. I was like, okay, well, I'll have to see, but yeah, maybe. We'll see, you know, see how it goes. And she looks back down at her phone. So like, good. Excellent. Well, that, that was a great conversation. So after a few minutes, having a bit more of my drink, finished most of it nearly, she's again not touched on this hardly. Um, I say, right, so what do you want to do? Did you want to go and play some pool still and listen to music and have a few more drinks or... Would you prefer just to uh, stay here? What, what do you want to do? And she goes, yeah, definitely want to go and play pool. I was like, excellent, some communication. So I say, okay, then, well, it's, it's only around the corner, so whenever you're ready, we're going. Again, with that, before I finish the sentence, she'd sort of inhaled the rest of this cocktail. And she goes, yeah, I'm ready. And I was like, right, she must just want to get off this day. She must. She, she must be having an awful time. And to be fair, I've given her opportunity to leave. I've said to her, you know, oh, are you sure you want to want to go still or would you rather stay or would you rather just call it a night and she goes no we're going to play pool I said, oh, fine good okay so it, it becomes pretty clear quite quickly that this is not going to be the girl for me um, I mean she's had a couple of drinks and she had no personality before and she's still not got a personality okay I chalked it down maybe at the time to just first night nerves kind of thing so that's fine um because some people are like that, you know. You can't help being a bit more reserved and a bit shy, especially when you're meeting someone for the first time. So we get up, leave this this cocktail bar, and we head towards the pool hall, which is only say two minute walk. And again, you've guessed it. On the way there, no communication at all. She's not said a word. She's not on her phone. She is looking where she's going, but she's not speaking either. As much as I attempt to sort of you know, oh, it's cold tonight, oh, look at that fog, oh, it's like the exorcist, I didn't say that, but, you know, like that, but she still does it, anyway, so we get to the pool hall, and we head upstairs, and I'm, at that time, I'm um, a regular member, so they know me there, so say hi to the, the bar staff there that I know, and say, oh, I just want a pool table over there, fine, absolutely fine, get some drinks, she gets a drink, obviously, I'm I'm paying for it because I'm a gentleman. I pay for the pool hall, uh, pool table hire as well. So we get to this pool table, and um, I, I sort of have the triangle and rack up all the balls. 
Now, I don't know what it's like for everyone else when they go and play pool, but some people can go and play pool, and especially with a female friend, females seem to... Uh, well, actually, no, not all females, but the ones I've known, a lot of them I've known, tend to do this thing where they have a shot, it goes badly, I mean very badly, and they decide that it's okay to move the ball back to where it was. Now, that's not a problem when you do it once. However, Liz, every single shot, you know, we had, we had played half an hour of pool, and she had about 50 shots because she's kept hitting it, bringing it back, pushing it back, hitting it, missing it, putting it back. And, and that's absolutely fine. She, she's not very good at pool. She's, it's not her game. Absolutely fine. Not a problem at all. I don't know why she said she loves it so much. Maybe it's because all her other acquaintances and friends let her move the ball around wherever she wants and place it in the pockets with her hand. Absolutely fine. However, I thought we were going to have a fairly, you know... It's a bit of a flirty game, isn't it? You can get a bit flirty, have a few games of pool, you know. Oh, this is how you shoot. Let me just come, you know, all that kind of stuff. But but this girl, Liz, she was literally putting the balls in the pockets and moving them back and forth, the white ball back and forth. So after a couple of games of this, I'd finished my drink long before. And um, she turns around and she goes, oh, do you want a drink? I was like, oh, that'd be nice. So she heads off to the bar to get a drink, which is only across the room I can see her. So I thought, right, well, I'm going to take the opportunity and message my mum and say exactly how bad this has got. So I messaged my mum and say, you know, this is awful. It's like being on a date with someone from, I don't, I don't know where. I couldn't describe this, this girl is. She, it wasn't that she was horrible or anything. It's just that she, she was just different, but not in a good way. And it, it wasn't like, you know, she had anything <laughs> I hate to say wrong with her because she didn't have anything wrong with her she was just weird I didn't like her at all now being a bit younger you know nowadays I would turn around if that was the situation and just say right well this isn't working um, you know I'm going to head off or you know make some excuse nah. but at the time I thought it was a good idea to take advantage of my mum's good nature and let her give me an escape call so I messaged my mum and said look this is awful this is the worst day i've ever been on this it's just tragic um so she says oh would you like me to give you a call and say that you you know have to go or something and i said yes that would be excellent please do that because you know i don't want to turn around to this girl and just say oh you're not for me because that's rude so she messages back my mum and says okay well i'll say that you know your dad's locked himself out and you need to go home and let him in with the keys. I was like, that's a fantastic idea. Please do that. So, um, my parents are divorced, but I didn't live together. So, you know, but they, they still talk and you're still, um, can't think of the word, you know, respectful and, you know, communicate and that for my brother and sister's sake and my sake. So, it's fine. So, um, Liz comes back to the table with some drinks and. I sort of think of a of a reason to, you know, take this call, and I think, right, what's the best situation to make it look natural? So I say to her, oh, I'm just going to go out for a uh, a cigarette, and because um, you know, I was thinking, well, if my mum calls me and I'm on the phone, I can always come back in on the phone or something. And Liz goes, oh, okay, well, I'll come with you, and it's like, oh, do you smoke? She goes, no. 
It's like, right. So we head out to the uh, balcony with the uh, cigarette smoking area. And we're still there having cigarettes. Again, Liz is not saying words. She's just looking into deep space. I get a call on my phone. And it's, lo and behold, it's my mum. So, say so my mum um, called me. I picked up. You're right, mum. How you doing? And obviously, Liz can only hear one side of the conversation. But my mum's staying true to her her character and her role in this in this this vignette of lying deceit and she said oh your dad he's uh, locked himself out the, the flat and he can't find his keys anywhere so you're going to need to go home and, and let him in so you know I thought I said obviously she can at least can only hear one side of the conversation so I'm doing oh no really oh well I'm out at the moment oh really oh you need me to oh damn it Damn it all to hell. So I say, okay, I'll be known a bit. Put the phone down. Say goodbye. So, still I turn to Liz and say, oh, look, I'm really sorry to... I'm going to have to cut this evening short. I've got to... Uh, I've got to get back. And my dad, he's locked himself out. He's lost his keys. And he's getting the flat. And she, she, you know, she looks at me and she goes, oh, okay, not a problem. So I was like, right, well, that's sorted. And so I say to her, look, well, I'm going to have to go, like, pretty much now. Um, you know, we we finish our drinks and, you know, I'll escort you back to to at least my area and then I'll get you a taxi if you want, back from from the road I live down to, to yours. And she goes, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, I'll, I'll walk with you. And I was like, okay. So, finish our drinks, um, start heading back towards my flat or my road where my flat is. And we get to probably within a hundred yards of my flat and there's an opportunity for her then to you know I'll call a taxi and she can head head off the other way um and I really needed the loo like I'd, I'd had a couple of drinks um couple a couple of uh, cocktails and it just gone right through me so I really need to go to the loo so I was kind of like a bit dancing on the spot but not not you know physically but I felt like that so I said to her, like, right, okay, well, I'll call you a taxi. Be hearing this out. I've I've really got to go because I've got to get upstairs and let my dad in. He's he's probably waiting outside, so I need to go. And she goes, she turns to me, and she goes, oh well, if you want, I'll wait with you. Now th- there's key moments, I don't know, in your life where you don't think, and you, I mean, for instance, I was distracted because of the fact that I really needed to go to the loo, so. You know, I, I, I didn't think, and I, I, I sort of stumbled a bit along my words, and I went, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine, because I needed to get in, in before I had, to, well, before I relieved myself all over myself in the middle of the street. So I said, yeah, that's fine, uh, whatever, just need to go upstairs. So walking up the stairs, which is three flights, and um, on the way up, I'm thinking, hold on a sec, what if my, and I thought, no, actually, hold on. My dad, he's out tonight, he, and he's usually out on a Friday night. He's either somewhere watching the football, or he's, you know, playing an open mic. Because um, we're we're all musical, us lot, um, you know. Or he's seeing a friend in town, or anything else. But he's not going to be at the flat, not on a Friday night. So I thought that's fine. What I'll do is we go upstairs, I open the door, go to Lou, and then say to her, right, well. I'm going to wait for my dad, so I'll see you later. So, we get to the front door of the flat. I put my keys in the door. I open the door. As I open the door, 
with listed behind me. Guess who is standing in the hallway? Yep, my dad. Stood there in the hallway as I opened the door. So me, in a bit of a, a panic, I kind of went, Oh, Dad, what what are you doing here? And he looks at me, doesn't he, and goes, What? And I was like, Oh, you you were locked out, weren't you? And he goes, I haven't a clue what you're on about, and carries on walking to the kitchen. So I was like, Oh, Jesus Christ, this is awful. So I say to Liz, Right, you know, go, go and sit down, that's fine, whatever. I run to Lou and I come out and so the, the way the layout of the flat is you had the hallway, you had my dad's room to the left, the bathroom to the immediate left, my room straight ahead to the right and then the front room to the, sorry, my room straight ahead and then the front room to the right. So I said, right, just go straight ahead, sit down on, on the couch in my room and uh, I'll be in two sets. So I went to Lou, came out. Anyway, knowing that my door was open, my dad had gone back to his room at that point and his door was open. So I kind of stood in between the two. I could see my dad. Um, I couldn't see Liz but I said in a loud voice while nodding my head suggestively oh dad yeah mum called and said you had been locked out tonight and lost your keys again my dad doesn't pick up on this point whatsoever and says I haven't a clue what you're on about how much have you had to drink so I say don't worry dad it's fine so I pass my bedroom go straight to the kitchen to get a beer out of the fridge because I needed something at this point I come back into the bedroom and Liz is sat there staring into space and I say to her and she, she says to me oh have you got a beer for me and again I was like didn't think I was like yep yeah, sure yeah I'll have this went, gave her mine went and got another one so now we're two people sat on my sofa in my room with a beer now at this point I was like do you know what I just want to oh I want the ground to swallow me up but this Liz does not pick up on this fact that I have come up with some massive plan to say that I need to go and you know I don't really and all this she doesn't pick up on it at all so she's still sat on the sofa I'm there with a beer she's got a beer I'm sipping uh, I, I'm drinking this beer quite fast and all the time I'm going oh I'm really tired actually yeah I could do with an early night and again she's, she's one word answers oh really yeah hmm yeah, I'm tired. Maybe three word answers. And I was like, bloody hell, just take the hint. Anyway, I finished my beer quite quickly. She's there sipping it. Literally, this can of lager, she's sipping it. This goes on for half an hour until she eventually finishes it. And she looks at me. I look at her. Then she looks away. Doesn't say anything. So I was like, by this point, maybe she's got the wrong idea. Maybe she thinks she's getting paid for tonight. I'm not sure what's going on, but I say again, right, I'm going to have to go to bed, I think, I'm so tired, all the while, all I wanted to do was get her out of my flat, and I, I um, quite frankly wanted to go back out to have a few drinks, even in the comfort uh, company of myself, you know, it would have been better than company of her, and... Um, she goes, oh, okay then, well, don't worry, because I'll walk back. It's not far. And I was like, well, I'll get your taxi. It's not far. And she goes, she's adamant she's going to walk back. So I was like, absolutely fine. Um, if, if that's what you want to do, I can't force you to get a taxi. I mean, it was about half 11 at night at this point. So, you know, in the town I live in, 
you could get in somewhere up until about one o'clock so I was thinking right well I've still got plenty of time to go out for a drink if I want but she'll be fine walking home if she wants to walk home and doesn't want to get a taxi I can't make her so that's fine so she says okay then and I say yeah oh, well I'll, I'll walk you downstairs at least you know to the front door we get to the front door and she's like bye then I'm like yeah, see you later, this is fun. A bit of a, a Chandler moment. Yeah, this is fun, we should do it again sometime. She turns back round quick as a shot and goes, Oh, so what about my cat's birthday on Monday? And I was like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll message you on Facebook. Message me when you get in and that, and we'll talk later. So she goes. I go back upstairs. I explain to my dad exactly what's happened. And he, he finds it hilarious, as, as one would, I suppose. Um, I then call my mum straight away and tell her what's happened. She's wetting herself down the phone. Literally, she cannot control her laughter. And this, you know, for me, it's not funny. This has been a horrific evening. However, I do see the funny side of it. It is a bit like a comedy sketch. You know, you couldn't write this stuff. All the things that happen. So, eventually, after my mum stopped laughing, I say goodbye to her, and I think, right, I'm going to go back in town for drinks. So I head back into town. Now that's the end of of that part of the story because. You might be thinking, oh no, I went back into town and I bumped into her again or something. However, that's not the case. She, she had long gone. Um, I don't remember if I had a message from her when she got in or not. I'm assuming that I did, or at least I would have checked or messaged her to make sure she got back okay. Because trust me, that was the only other contact I wanted to have from her, just to make sure she got home okay. And um, a few days later, goes by, hadn't heard anything from her. Monday comes around, and I did have in the back of my mind, actually, oh, today is her cat's birthday. But I didn't, um, obviously, message her. I left it as as well. She left it, I'm guessing, that she got the message. However, um, a few days later, I did see on online, which made me laugh, pictures of her cat's birthday. Oh, an album full of 129 pictures of it. Um, this cat's birthday but it, it wasn't just a solo cat there was an army of them there was about 15 cats this this girl lives as well she wasn't like one of these well uh, maybe I'm hesitant in saying crazy cat lady because when you think of crazy cat lady you think someone you know in their maybe 60s 70s loads of cats around them living in their own squalor however you know this this girl was my age or thereabouts so but but there was about 15 cats not only was about 15 cats and 129 photos of these said cats having a birthday party, all the cats had party hats on, these elasticated party hats. And I've never felt so scared and laughed so much in my life. Did I mean, if I'd gone to that party, would I have had to have a party hat on? I just don't know. It, it makes me shudder to think about it. It's scary. But, you know, I hate to say, I'd never contacted her again. Um, especially I've seen the, the, the pictures. I mean, my God, 15 cats, all with party hats on. There were streamers, there was banners, you know, there was catnip there, no doubt. It probably went on until 2am, they probably had the music up loud. Absolutely insane. But that was the, well, by far the craziest date, first date anyway that I've been on there's been other dates however nothing will top that it is it was special and there's not a day goes by that I don't think about my date with Liz 
the cat lady.